We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fucking ball. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast, brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. Great episode on tap today. We are covering Over the Top, the premiere movie for arm wrestling truckers. Counting this one as a sports movie. Uh, returning to the pod, my buddy Mike Camerlengo. It has been a long time since Mike has been on the pod. He joined us previously to cover Bloodsport, uh, to cover Rookie of the Year, a movie that stinks. By the way, if you weren't uh, if you weren't aware, my takes on rookie of the year. But yeah, Mike returns to cover over the top, and we have a a patron to thank for that. Uh, my guy Patty Houlihan, who's a member of the Big Screen Sports Patreon group, he tweeted at at me and Mike about covering over the top. I think Mike Mike did a video on it or something something of that nature. And uh, so we linked up again, covered this one. This movie is first ballot unintentional comedy hall of fame where we're going to get into it a lot of stallone robert loja uh just just a great movie to discuss even if it is not the best movie to watch big thanks to patty for setting that up and big thanks to to all of our big screen sports patreon members especially our producer level patrons that is aaron figueroa mike schubert steve rogers kevin frost mike d ryan yeager mike Dries, and james kowalewski if you go to patreon.com slash big screen sports you can support the show You get episode notes, you get scheduling updates, uh, you get to vote on movies and patrons' choice topics covered by the podcast, the the, uh, post, the the poll for the November movie. That is up now. Pick us out a winner, because I would love to cover cover a great movie. So yeah, great reasons to join the Big Screen Sports Patreon group, along with just supporting the show, keeping this, this engine going. Really appreciate everyone who has joined uh, as you know, we this week on Thursday, the Ted Lasso season two finale. Uh, that that'll be a, a great episode. Some special guests for that one, wrapping it up with my co-host Alex McDaniel, and then we'll follow up later in the month. We'll do maybe an S two, you know, AMA, or maybe throw out some S three predictions, something like that, something of that sort. We will wrap the season in a whole. At some point later in the month, might leave that up to the patrons as far as what they want. But uh, again, if you're, um, you know, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, rate, leave a review. You folks know the drill. Sports movies coming at you every Monday. Ted Lasso centric stuff coming at you on Thursdays, although that's wrapping up. Uh, for now, let's get to Over the Top with my buddy Mike Camerlengo. All right, joining me today, returning to the podcast or after a, a long time away, the always funny creator of 60 Second Classics, Mike Camerlengo. Mike, welcome back to Big Screen Sports. Kyle, how's it going, man? It's going great, man. I'm glad to have you back. It has been been a hot minute. Did we do Rookie of the Year? We did Rookie of the Year, a movie that I talk a gang of shit about all the time. <laughs> and get well, a bunch of hate for well i'm with you though i think you're on the train that uh, little big league is the movie everyone should be talking about and i agree and i don't know why 
even in my head, I'm like rookie of the year. Yeah, it's a good movie, and it's not. It's a bad movie. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a. I mean, we have the nostalgia for it. We grew up with it. Right. Like Little Big League is still good. Rookie of the year is dog shit. And then we also did Bloodsport, which is that's a perfect oh, yes. movie for me. Yes, yes, Bloodsport's great. And yeah. and uh, uh, Little Big League is more realistic though. Rookie of the year can't happen. Exactly. Yeah. Little big league. Like we see nepotism happen all the time. Like if right. feasibly, like a kid could, you know, kick and name himself manager. Exactly. We could, we could see that happen, but uh, tell the folks, what have you been up to? Where can they catch, you know, catch what you're doing? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at, at M Camerlingo. Uh, I usually just post videos there that I think of the night before. And then I scramble to make it so I can get dopamine hits to my brain for one day. <laughs> Uh, but you can find all my videos at 60secondclassics.com. I think I have 120 now. I started doing this as like a fun way to show off like my writing. I was like, oh, maybe this will help me get a job. And now it's turned into like a full-time thing that um, it does not pay. So I just, you know, it's uh, for the love of the game. But um, just like podcasting, you know, it's the same thing as podcasting. For the love it's of the game. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Everyone check out Mike's videos. Yeah. And if you if you're a listener and you're like, oh, this guy's funny, maybe he could like write this like for this job, uh, like send it to your boss, please, or something. Because <laughs> you know what? I had someone recently. I don't even it was like an anonymous. Pr- someone goes, oh, someone sent me your website and it led to like a, a writing gig. So, yeah, that's the whole point, guys. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Send Mike. Send Mike to your boss. I will make, give make you a referral fee. I'll give you a referral fee. It's like signing up for a gym. 10%, baby. <laughs> no, no enrollment fee on that no. for, uh, for, for booking Mike. Mike, do you have a video on over the top? I do. Yes. Um, That's going to uh, be in the show notes then. Over the top in 60 seconds. So I went through and I summed up the movie. I think I did it about a year ago. I reposted it recently and someone was like, oh, the fan of your show is like, hey, you should go on and talk about it. And I was like, yeah, I messaged you. I go, yeah, I want to do that if you're into it. Yeah. Shout out to Patty Houlihan for making this happen, reconnecting me and Mike on this one. I would say that 60 seconds is a far better use of your time than the 93 (laughs) minutes this movie is today. We are talking about over the top, the 1987 arm wrestling drama. Can't believe I just, I just said those (laughs) words. Tough trucker Lincoln Hawk is determined to win back his son and triumph at the world arm wrestling championships start Sylvester Stallone, David Mendenhall and Robert Loja somehow has 32% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is like at least 28% higher than I would have thought that this movie <laughs> would have, would have brought to the table. This movie, you're wrong. This movie's awesome. <laughs> I mean, so objectively, so I, I ask, I mean, it's on the run sheet, you know, is this movie a hall of fame, all-star starter or bench warmer sports film? I think we can agree that as a sports film, as an arm wrestling film, this is a bench warmer. Is this in the unintentional comedy hall of fame? Is this like on the unintentional comedy Mount Rushmore? I think it's about if you watched it. So for some reason, I, I think it's cause I saw it when I was younger. I have some like nostalgic, like feelings about this movie. If I had never seen this before and I watched it, I'd go, what the fuck is this? But I watched it. I go, Oh yeah, this is where, this is where he does this. This is where he does that. So, you know, there are some great, like moments that and i i want to talk about that in my favorite quotes moments like i'm not sure certain scenes if they're supposed to be funny or not i don't think any of these scenes are supposed to be funny this movie has taken itself really seriously which makes it even funnier the funniest part of the movie is where i laugh every time is where he's making his son arm wrestle and the other kid goes if i like kid if i lose to you i'd kill myself (laughs) and i the way he says it he's such a great like 80s bully and um yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that in the script is supposed to be like, oh, he's really intimidating, but I just die laughing every time I hear it. I mean, as a serious movie, this one is so half-baked and not well thought out. Like this this movie got taken out of the oven halfway. To, it, this needed to cook for like four hours and they took it out of the oven after 30 minutes. It was like, fuck it. It's Thanksgiving. We got to eat this. <laughs> Let, let's Let's go put it on the table. Well, okay. So are we talking about the plot here? Because yeah, just I, we're, we're talking about the actual movie <laughs> as, as, as it is structured and intended, not a laugh fest. Yeah. I don't really, there's some of the parts don't really make sense, right? Like, is it ever explained why Lincoln Hawk isn't in his kid's life? So let's, let's roll into the big question. Yeah. Is Lincoln Hawk the bad guy in this movie? Is he the villain? Well, it's interesting you said that because, Robert Loja, the grandfather, is supposed to be. But I wrote down Robert Loja is actually a good guy because, spoiler, at the end, 
they 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 hold on his face and he doesn't have to there's no lines or anything but he's a great actor by the way but he does like you see like this transformation where you see in his eyes that he knows that lincoln hawk can be a dad now right so he but so the whole point was he wasn't just going to hand the grandson over to any old guy you know he's like i've been i've been taking care of this kid for 12 years while lincoln hawk is you know giving hjs and fucking arm wrestling people (laughs) and truck stops like what's lincoln doing where is he the the whole life he wrote letters oh big deal lincoln but but that's the thing you think he he avoids the question lincoln avoids the question the first time mike asks him the first couple times and he's like you know whatever you think it's going to be this big thing like this almost like honorable thing of why he had to dip out and he's just like no, man, you were a shitty father-in-law. So I just dipped and didn't see my kid for 12 years. Like, right. no, that, that's not how this works. We're not going to root for you after that. That's just like Lincoln Hawk is just a straight up deadbeat dad. Like that's, that's what he is. And he comes in, I think Cutler being like, okay, he can be a dad now is the really one of the only missteps Cutler makes. Like I'm on, I'm kind of on team Cutler. Like he raised him. He paid for all this shit. Like they at least need to figure out some sort of custody arrangement here. And he gives him a great deal. He offers him 500 grand. Incredible deal. In his own rig. And he's like, you just got to go back to being, uh, you know, doing whatever you're doing beforehand. So why, why does Lincoln Hawk come back into the picture? Is it because the wife is dying? I think it's because the wife is dying. Like the wife calls him and is like, Hey, you need to come back in your kid's life. But like, is like, for me, I'm thinking like, okay, let's get Lincoln. Like if he really wants to come back and get involved, okay, get a, get a little townhouse near the Cutler estate, (laughs) start doing some approved visitation, take the kid out Mm -hmm. to the movies every now and then. Like, I don't think, cause like, at the end of this movie, you know, we think we have this great, you know, this great ending Lincoln wins all this money in this truck or whatever. But like, does he even have an apartment? It seems like he lives in the truck. Like this kid needs structure. He needs to go to school. He needs to see friends. Like what? I Lincoln's just probably just going to drop him back off at the military academy and be like, all right, I'll see you in five months. Yeah, it's going to last like a week. There's a great scene where he's asking the kid to come with him. And Michael's like, where would we live? Like, I don't I want to say yes, but where would we live? And Lincoln's like, uh, you know, like I can, I'll figure something out. Does Lincoln not have a home? Like, yeah. No offense, well, what's what do you think home? Lincoln's situation? Like, what is his what is his on the ground living situation? I think. Do we, where does this take place? But I know it's like a lot of it is in Vegas, but like some California. I think live? some Cal. I think color doesn't color live in California, like LA or something. Yeah, probably. I think Lincoln Hawk has like a. Like a room in like a motel. Yeah. He was on mo- and, Oh, hey, yeah. He, he's you know a what great I mean? candidate for that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people knock on the door. They try to get him to fix stuff. And he's like, you know, I'm not the guy. <laughs> right. But he does it anyway because he's a nice enough guy. And they're like, oh, are you ever going to have kids, Lincoln? And he's like, someday because he's afraid to tell them that he does have a kid. Yeah. No, he, you know? he doesn't tell anyone that he has a kid. And like people, that's the one thing people anyone who looks in his truck he's like ah yeah you know i see him on he starts lying you know like oh yeah i I see him on holidays and you know we've i write in these letters we've got we've got a good you know it lives with his mom has it goes to a great school and stuff but we're we're still close and then like he cries when those people leave i mean is lincoln is he dating i mean he's a good looking guy here i feel like still i was watching this with my wife i go is stallone like pretty good looking right here she kind of was like not really but i was like what how dare you i I said to my i said to my wife is this the hottest stallone i I feel like this is the best i feel like this is the hottest but in the movie i said i go i said hey is stallone hot right here and she said no but i feel like this is his best version my wife also said no but it like the same thing yeah i think this is the peak because he doesn't he doesn't have that like Cobra. He's glistening in baby oil, like steroid look where he's the guy you, if you see him at the gym, you're uncomfy. Uh, I, I think he's this just is coming like down normal. He's just coming down from his Rocky four steroid cycle. Like he's, he's getting a little more, although his arms are really greased up in the arm wrestling scenes. They're oh yeah. Like, a lot of, a lot of baby oil in the arm. A lot of baby scenes. oil, but yeah, he's like fucking ripped, but you know, like, not abnormally so yeah yeah well we're, and, we're gonna harp on some lincoln hawk stuff here in a little bit because there's i mean there's a lot to this movie i feel like it was fixable i feel like i i say often sometimes like 
you know, the foundation was here for a good movie. If it was a house, like we got the frame and something, we just didn't get things right. Like there's like a nice, like they framed up one room kind of well, like there's something that could work here. And then mm. that they, they hired a new contractor and things just went by the wayside. <laughs> um, so a couple, couple funny points of IMDb trivia, some, some things I wanted to touch on years later, Stallone explained why he agreed to appear in the movie quote. Uh, I, I'm not going to pronounce this guy's first name, but his last name Golan kept offering me more and more money until I finally thought, what the hell? No one will see it. this movie movie is streaming on prime now everyone can see it uh john bresnick the real life arm wrestler who inspired the lincoln hawk character won the truckers class of the actual over-the-top tournament and won the volvo white truck and trail mobile trailer that were in the tournament or that were the grand prize in the movie is worth about two hundred fifty thousand. bresnick then took the truck on tour across the country to promote the film he later sold it and bought a 1987 Corvette with some of the money. So on, on the subject of that over-the-top tournament, a real-life over-the-top arm wrestling tournament was created once the movie was approved for production. Organizers worked closely with the producers at Canon Films in hosting the tournament. While the film was being made, the contest was described as the biggest event in arm wrestling history. I asked this, I bring this up, because like when I was watching this movie, I would love to go to Vegas. This would be a very fun activity to go watch in Vegas, I feel like. So I had a question, though. Like, is the arm wrestling tournament just for truckers? Do you have to be a trucker? I think there's a truckers division. Well, because uh, Bull, our friend Bull, is a member of the Las Vegas jail security team. Okay. So there's probably like a prison guards and like a cops. It's kind of like the tournament in dodgeball. They have like Las Vegas PD and stuff like that. So there's probably, I would guess, like, there's the truckers division. You've got police department, uh, probably a bouncers division. Um, Cause they say he's from wrestlers. the independent truckers division. Yeah. And you think he would have got maybe some sponsorship from brute. I mean, they're the, that was the truck he was driving. I think brute. Right. Yeah. So me, but I, I feel like Lincoln wasn't telling his bosses that he was into this shit anyway. You no. know? No, absolutely not. Would you go see if they were like, this probably isn't something that you would fly to Vegas for, like specifically just for this, but like, say you're in Vegas on a bachelor party, you got a weekend there. You're trying to find something else to do besides like, you've already lost your ass. Like first night, you don't want to sit by the pool all day and buy like $18 cocktails. And someone's like the the over the top arm wrestling tournament is, is here. Like I, I'm, I'm sold. I would, I actually think that would be very, very fun. Yeah. I would go for at least like an hour. I, I have a friend that I went to high school with, started like doing these like, like tournaments like arm wrestling tournaments and he would send me videos and they would be it would look more like the first like when he was in like the truck stop it'd be like these random <laughs> places and they're fucking hilarious he's like going Aah! and he was great he like won every maybe just the ones he sent me but he was like it was it was amazing so yes i think going to that would be hilarious and fun to watch i think it'd be a lot of fun and it's like it's not something it's like a it, it's like a sporting event, but like, it's, it's not very complicated. It's very, very simple. I think it just in the instant winner loser. Like I'd be a big fan of that. I mean, that's a perfect thing to put on like without sound at a bar, just like, you know, throw it up on and you're just like having a drink and you're just watching it. Also seems like a super fun thing to gamble on, but like, not like not high stakes, but you're like, look at that fuck. Just like, like like 10 bucks on that guy right there. (laughs) It'd be be amazing. Like I'm all, I'm all in Uh, one last piece of IMDb trivia actor. Don Johnson was originally envisioned for the film before Canon made the choice of focusing on star power. They chose to cast Sylvester Stallone instead for the lead role of Lincoln. Don Johnson as Lincoln Hawk. I can't. So I love Don Johnson. I think Don Johnson is fucking hilarious. I think he is, he's a much better actor than Sylvester Stallone, but like Don Johnson doesn't strike me as a guy who can walk into a truck stop and win an arm wrestling match. Even Stallone though, like he as jacked as he was in this movie, everybody he went up against was much bigger than him. Oh yeah. He was the smallest dude. The arm wrestling. Smallest too. Like when he's wrestling, these guys are like, Oh, Stallone's jacked, but I don't know if you'd win this because, which I guess is good. Cause he's supposed to be an underdog. But if you like, if, if you saw Stallone arm wrestling, Don Johnson, you probably what like 30 to one odds that Don Johnson could beat Stallone. It's, it's a long shot. All I can picture when I hear Don Johnson is like, is Miami vice white jacket. Like Which is, I think, the era we're in, 
right now. Like that's I think back. he's, I think Miami vice is going on right now. Like, I don't know if that's your Lincoln Hawk. No, that's I don't, th- I just might, I think he could pull off a version, like a character. I think it would probably be a little more wink and a nod. Um, Cause he's like more charming anyway. That's what mm-hmm. I mean. But I just don't know about his arms. Like, does he have the mask to pull it off? That's I've never. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Look up uh, Don Johnson. Don Johnson arms. Yeah. Oh, what, do, what do we got? Dude, I mean, like going here. I mean, look, he's got he's got the hair for it. But the hair just, is great. The Don Johnson hair it. is great. I don't see it. I see Don Johnson. It's more like a, maybe like a, a poker movie. I could see Don Johnson in rounders. You know what I mean? But oh, over the top. Fuck yeah. No. Yeah. So. Yeah, they would have had to shift what the underground game was in this one. Like, it could have been poker if it's Don Johnson. It could have been, like, darts. Like, he's a high-stakes dart player. As dumb as this movie is, I think Stallone is perfectly cast. And I can't imagine <laughs> anyone else in it. I mean, who else? Yeah, like you said, that time. What was this, 87 or 83? 87. Oh, 87. 87, I mean, that's, like, a little before. Well, you could do, like, Van Damme. Van Damme would be so, oh honestly that'd be Van fucking Damme. hilarious because Van Damme with like his accent and everything and like Mike is just this like plain American yeah. kid. I know I I just tried to do a Van Damme accent in my head <laughs> I couldn't pull it off. I've I've written you letters. No, that's not it. <laughs> my wife told me the other day she goes eh, impressions aren't your strong suit. I'm like I know I'm just fucking around like I'm not can't have any fun around this house anymore. Jesus. I know. See, I'll, I'll do all these bad impressions in front of my wife and she just like roll her eyes in the back of her head. But I, I won't, when I'm recording, absolutely not. No one's, <laughs> no one's hearing any of my, no one's hearing any of my impressions. Let's get into the best scene in this one. Uh, best, best doing a lot of work. Really. Uh, I like uh Hawk versus smasher. The first, the first arm wrestle at a truck stop when he brings great the scene. truck stop. You hawk? Man, I said, are you hawk? What can I do for you? I'm the smasher. It's a nice name. Now, all I've been hearing on the road lately is this hawk is a man to beat. I can't believe everything you hear. I don't. I don't believe anything. I got a thousand that says I could tear your arm off. You want it? He's trying to back out. I said, you want it? Why not? All right, let's get this table ready. Let's go. Come on. I want to show this guy something. Come on. Break his arm. That's a guy who looks like Dog the Bonnie Hunter, kind of. Yeah. He's got yeah. the blonde hair. See, I'll we'll talk about this later on, like, when we get to, like, a remake or whatever. But I, I liked the truck stop scene. And I, I wish there was more of them. Yeah. Even just like a montage of him just like training for the thing, bump it up, but you know, like a Rocky Ford type thing, just him. But it's just like one fun truck stop scene and then that's it. And a yeah. ton of fucking kidnappings of Michael. Like that they're just trying to snap Terry Funk is trying to snatch that kid up all movie. So yeah, this movie is so uneven. And like you think there's really you there's the one arm wrestling scene, like this one against Smasher where he he, he beats Smasher, and so you're like, okay, like he's he's pretty good at this. And then like they mentioned Vegas and it's like, okay, Vegas is a thing. And then it's like no arm wrestling for another hour. Yeah. Which is yeah, disappointing. It's not a lot of build. It's uh, it's a weird, it jumps around, you know, when they shoot movies, it's like they, they, you know, depending on schedules and stuff, they'll shoot scenes out of order, you know, you know, whatever. This one felt like that. It, this one felt like they just like shot a scene <laughs> And they're like two weeks later, they're like, yeah, let's shoot the scene before that now. And it's like people have different haircuts. It's like just it just feels so different. And at the end, they got to like the editing room. They, they got to the bay and they're like about to put it all together. And the two guys doing it just look at each other and like, oh, fuck, we didn't plan this out at all. You know what holds the movie together? And those editors probably knew that. Kenny Loggins. Oh, that's, OK. That's my next one. The, uh, <laughs> the, the montage, the meet me halfway song is fucking incredible. I think they use it three times. Yeah. I 
I, I don't know. Maybe it's because, again, I saw this when I was like 10 and I have like some weird nostalgia thing to it. I'm like, yeah, this movie's pretty okay. <laughs> they're doing like they're doing like calisthenics on the side of the road. And, and he's got the pull down machine and the weights. Yeah, the in Bowflex, his truck. Dude. yeah it's I uh, mean, it's so Lincoln funny. Hawk probably looks like a serial masturbator because oh, he's yeah. he's just working out that right arm constantly. And like you don't see that left get any work. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, too, when you get to when they get to the hospital because they're like taking their sweet ass time like they're oh, not yeah. they're not driving like um you know michael's mom's on her deathbed so little speed lincoln wouldn't hurt that's the thing like it's supposed to be this monumental thing like i just like this movie i don't think that lincoln's re- lincoln reuniting with the son is is well thought out because one the mom doesn't prep the kid at all and then even by the time we get to this montage montage they haven't had it like a conversation with any substance in it really like they're just like he's like oh you arm wrestle like you you're all right guy like now we're now we're buddies and then it's like instead of okay i'm i've been gone 12 years i'm really gonna make this this time with my kid count we're gonna go do some stuff he likes we're gonna go to the movies i'm gonna take him to a cool town like i'm gonna make this about him it's like yeah i gotta you know i gotta drive this truck and i guess you can hang out then eventually we'll go see your dying mom but not too so i gotta make some stops and stuff like you can come first But first, uh, you're going to challenge this fucking kid to an arm wrestling match. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it almost came as a shock when the mom dies because you're like, what? Like, I didn't even know that was going to happen. Like, why are they taking their sweet ass time? Yeah, it's bad. The the arm wrestling thing when he challenges the kid to the arm wrestling match is kind of like it's kind of like varsity blues when they when the dads force Paul Walker and and uh to throw fucking, the thing off there yeah to th- yeah to throw yeah, the football yeah. it's like he's for he's just like forcing him to to do this thing and he really doesn't want to do when the, they always i always remember the drunk like mom in that and they go to slow motion <laughs> she's like throw it johnny like it's like you can do you it, can do it. <laughs> yeah oh my god oh that christ, great. christ. Uh, um, yeah it was um <laughs> you know the mom too um you know r.i.p to the character yeah. but yeah. that was the funniest like she was so obviously like movie dying. Yeah. Like they just like they're like, be really tired. <laughs> She's like, I'm dying. I'm tired. I mean, I don't know. Wait, well, that's I don't want to nitpick this this awesome movie. Which by the way, I watched it on YouTube for free. Um, six thousand. There was seventy nine thousand likes, and six thousand people disliked this. So, <laughs> you know what? When I get down on people disliking my material, I'm just gonna remember. That this awesome ass movie had six thousand people say it sucked, and this movie made millions of dollars. Yeah, people are idiots. This movie's awesome. <laughs> uh, the next one I've got: when Hawk rams his truck through the gate oh, to yeah. get to get, he he's trying to get Mike back, and like they won't let him through the gate, and it's like you know it's whatever. Like I don't think Hawk has a great understanding of how the child custody system works. I don't I don't understand how he thinks that this gives him a better case. He's just like, no, I'm just I'm just going to no, I'm not going to enlist a lawyer uh, who would then take the the wife's will and see that like, oh, she wanted me to have the child and the child's biological father. I got at least a good claim for some partial custody. Hawk is like, no, you know what? I'm going to take my 18 wheeler and not only ran it, ram it through the gate, I'm going to run it into his fucking house and then I'm going to get arrested. And <laughs> this is how I'm going to be reunited with my son. Plus, Cutler's a good guy like. Michael's not in danger. He's sleeping in like, uh, you know, a, a double a extra king bed, whatever it's called, uh, a California king. He's like living the high life. So it's not, it's not like he has to get him back right now or else. It's like, dude, you know where Cutler lives. Find a lawyer in the yellow pages or the white pages, whatever pages you can find a lawyer. And uh, yeah, go through the proper channels. Yeah. And well, and then he just signs away custody after he's in jail because they're like, yeah, you're facing a lot of time here. It's like he's just Joe Bluth sitting there like, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. (laughs) I don't get the whole like later in the movie, then he signs away the custody and then he's like, no, I'm not abiding by it. And it's like, you have to. Like, Yeah, that's that's how that works. Like, you're going to have to. I mean, you can use all that money you just won and go back to court. But like Cutler, like that's the thing. Cutler is is not giving this kid up. There's just no fucking way. (laughs) I think I still think Lincoln Hawk should have took the 500 grand from Cutler, got his own truck, started his own thing. And, uh, you know, yeah, visit the kid in a couple of years. 
Yeah. I mean, this in reality, if the, I mean, listen, the mom was on her deathbed. She might not have been thinking clearly, but like the way to do this is like, okay, Cutler and Lincoln don't like each other. Lincoln's been gone for 12 years. Like he probably shouldn't have, shouldn't raise his kid anyway. Like let's set this up. Let's slowly, but surely have some osmosis here, build a relationship like Cutler and Lincoln just going to have to get along. And it's just, I don't think anyone, that's the thing. I don't think anyone in this movie understands how custody and child rearing works. Just a, this, this think, movie was not written by dads. It seems like. I think you're, you're right in a sense. It's just so like slapped together. Like there's like a initial conflict and then they do one thing and then they're ready to live together. It's like, yeah, have a scene where they're like talking about the birds and the bees and they're playing catch or something. Have a scene where he's like, where you, where the viewer is actually like, Oh, it would be better if he's with this kid. And this movie ended. I swear to God, I go, wait, he's going to go with him. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, look, I was happy Lincoln Hawk won. But, um, you know, yeah, like you said, maybe he could start with getting weekends. Maybe he could work for Cutler. Cutler seems like he could use another bodyguard. That would have been the thing. I mean, we're stepping on how to improve it a little bit, but it's like Lincoln Hawk wins. And then it's like, you know what? I'm going to take this money and I'm going to. I'm going to buy myself a nice townhouse near the, near the Cutler Manor. And we're going to, we're going to grow together as a family. Like there, there we go. Like, well, Cutler hates his guts though. And they, so, so, I mean, do, do we think they see each other ever? Is he like, Hey, let's go over to your grandfather's today. Yeah. Well, the thing is Cutler's not giving that kid up. Like he's gonna, (laughs) there's just, there's no way. Like he might be like, yeah, you know, he, he's walking away with him right now, but this is, the, you know he's gonna monitor the situation oh for sure for sure um we need to talk about so the arm wrestling competition we need to talk about mike somehow hopping a flight to vegas as a 12 year old <laughs> like i understand listen i didn't fly much pre 9 11 so i don't really know what things were like back then but you could just go get on a plane i think at 12 years old and like they like how does he even make it to the airport like they've got his plates like they would have called the airport and then he he makes it he somehow makes i mean it, it's it's fucking incredible so what do we think he does does he so he runs into the airport and that's when we last see him until he arrives in vegas right yeah and so so does is, he buy does he a have ticket? a bunch of cash that's what i'm saying does he buy a ticket or does he sweet talk his way out of the plane i feel like, I feel like he's, he's too old he's too old to just be like can i please like get on the plane like he's not like six yeah well and we've seen him earlier in the movie like he's very like pretentious and snotty like especially early in the movie like he, you could definitely see that kid being like i'll have a one way to vegas please yeah 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 he's a yeah he's uh you know he's calling like sly he calls him sir and shit yeah and, i feel uh, bad with the child actor because he didn't really have the best script to work with and like that's okay that's one thing actually we'll, we'll get into it about uh one thing that didn't work because i've got a i've got a real bone to pick with people um the so basically the rest of the movie is kind of the the all the arm wrestling scenes like they roll out a bunch of real life arm wrestlers for it yeah we get all that stuff like that's a lot you know the the arm wrestling thing even though it's kind of random because we haven't arm wrestled in 60 minutes it's like fuck it let's have 20 minutes of this arm wrestling competition like i'm honestly kind of here for all of that i thought it was it could have been it could have been more it could have been longer it could have been 45 minutes like I, i thought the arm wrestling scenes were great i the whole ending was great um except for when they like turn it into the office for like five minutes like when they are just like talking directly to the camera it's like the weirdest fucking scene in the world and i feel like that's something where they just didn't have enough footage yeah and they were like, like hey guys Fuck. we gotta we gotta we need you guys to come back we we gotta yeah. film some stuff we told kenny loggins would play 19 minutes of his music and we only have 17 minutes i really feel that feels like something that was shot afterwards and like it's just so so random and but you get some of the best we can talk about it in the quote section, but you got a great quote out of it, but it's, it's just really weird. Do you think they showed Loggins the movie before he wrote the song or they were like, we just need you to write a song about meat in the middle. Uh, that's a good one. Or, or did the song just like inspire the movie, you know, like they're yeah. like, Hey, they're like, Kenny Loggins gave him the song and they're like, all right, we know the perfect driving montage uh, to go to this. I think, you know, I think Kenny Loggins probably watched the movie and he's like here, here and here, you know, this is where you put this song. You're welcome. You're welcome. And what do you Loggins, say to Kenny Loggins? 80s, yeah, 80s movie music legend. Like he, yeah, the soundtrack to our hearts in the 80s. So what, what, what is the best scene in this one for you? Um. Oh, I liked the one. Oh, 
that was the one you said but the one uh the truck stop scene i love um i like the hold on dude i wrote this down somewhere uh oh and i like when he drive after he drives the thing i like when he's uh this is like pretty random i like when he's arguing with robert loja about like if if his kid can go with him there's like a weird like i grew i, I saw, saw this movie a bunch when i was younger and i had an older brother and we always would quote it or we thought we were quoting it we would always say uh we would always say jonathan's a good boy and first of all his name's michael but it like got <laughs> to a place where we would always be like jonathan he's a good boy you're not taking him anywhere and that's just like stuck in my head so i i love that scene for personal reasons so i'm clouded by it loisha can hit such like incredible intensity like he does the same thing in scarface he does it in yeah. necessary roughness like he's got this like this level that he can get to so quickly and it's all his voice too like his face is just his face and he's just like yes i love it it's great um you know the driving shit was all kind of boring um uh and then the whole arm wrestling scene at the end is great i feel like the my favorite scenes are the arm wrestling scenes it's like the action um you know and i guess when he when the kid arm wrestles too because that i just think that's so funny that scene is this movie better if it is just if the whole plot so you know how in kingpin they're like trying to hustle their way to to the to Reno for the for the tournament mm-hmm. at the end. Is this movie better if he is just trying to hustle his way to the Vegas tourney? Like he has to get the play in. Like that's that's actually a genre of movie I love. Like Maverick is the same way. Like yeah. he's just trying to scratch up enough money to get this tournament at the end. Dodgeball is kind of the same way. If it's just that, if he's like, "Hey, kid, we got a bond, but I gotta hit every truck stop in Nevada to win enough money to enter this competition, so I can, you know, afford to keep you." Yeah, because it does two things. One, it gives you the story arc of him and his son. Like you can see all how they're like growing close together and bonding. And two, it gives you more action. Also, there's no, like you said, there's no build here. It just like I, I was like half paying attention. I'm like, wait, did they even mention this tournament? I guess they mentioned it once, but it's like all of a sudden you're in this tournament. There's no like like I would love to. I know there's a part you talk about sometimes if there's like a sequel, but I think it's so much more interesting. Yeah, going around because I thought the most interesting part was like all the energy and like all these tough guys in the truck stop being like, no, we're going to do this right here. And his son's like, what the fuck? And it's like if we had that throughout the whole movie, um, you know, maybe maybe the kid is like you know, brings him to a strip club, you know, you know, he's not old enough maybe, but I don't know. You just have a whole thing. Stallone would like that. Yeah. I feel like when they had the, the premiere night of this movie, like they all, they, you know, they, they pack into the theater, they watch it. And most of the people who are telling this movie, like as soon as it's ended, like we, we, we could have done that differently. I think we made I feel some like mistakes. It could have been like really good. Like it's okay. I, I say it's better. Cause I just have the nostalgic thing and I'm like half kidding, but it's just like, it's just so, yeah, the whole thing just feels really random. Yeah, well, so you look at, like, it's got a 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes yeah. isn't everything, but, like, you look at, like, movies like Cliffhanger has 67%, Demolition Man has 60%, Cobra only has 18%. That's Cliffhanger, Cobra, by the way. Ass. I saw Cliffhanger on TV, which I feel like is the only way you should watch it. Uh, I saw it on, like, TNT, and um, that movie's great because there's, like, a clear plot, and it builds... And there's great bad guys. That's that's my other knock on this movie. If you want to do the, uh, you know, how I would improve it, but I, I just I feel like there's no clear bad guy. Yeah, like who's well, the clear like, the clear bad guy is Lincoln Hawk. He's the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think you're supposed to think what's his name? The bull. Yeah, uh, bull, uh, Hurley, and Moisha, bull and bull kicks ass. And bull, you're like, okay, like he's he's you're not like this guy's such a dick. Like I hate him. Like you don't really. You want Stallone to win, I guess, because he's Stallone. But, like, you know, you wanted Stallone to beat Ivan Drago. You're like, this guy's bad guy. Like, you wanted Stallone to beat, I don't know, the fucking guy in Cliffhanger. Like, this, this just like, I'm like, oh, is he the end guy? Like, he's whatever. He had, like, ten lines. Yeah, I feel like you could make this movie as good as Cliffhanger. Just, we'll, we'll get to that at the end. Let's take a quick ad yeah. break and get back with best quote. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so best quote. This one, this is the one, one of the areas where this movie actually shines because it's got some some gems. What's your favorite quote in this one? Okay, so... I have it right in front of me. Uh, oh, so the one where he's uh, arm wrestling the kid. If I lose to this kid, I'd kill myself, which is one. <laughs> I just laugh out loud because it. the kid is such a great bully kid, and it's so unexpected, the line. Uh, just laugh out loud. The other one I wrote is, uh, you know, when Stallone, during that weird-ass scene where he's talking directly to the camera, where he's talking about how he flips his hat when the switch goes. It's such he wants a weird... to uh, be a machine. It's such a weird line. He goes, when the, when the switch goes on, I feel like like this. And he pats the truck behind him. He goes, I feel like the truck, like a machine, like machine. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're like turning <laughs> into a robot. It's just so weird. And I think it's great. But that's such a memorable one because he because, you know, people know, like you're flipping the switch when you turn a hat backwards. And I as funny as that is, like that like sticks in your brain a little like. If you're doing something, you have a hat on, you turn it back. You're like, all right, let's, let's get fucking serious. Like, let's turn. And I don't know if that's from like that's in our subconscious from that movie or if that's just like a thing. But like, yeah, if you're playing like anything, beer pong, wiffle ball and just anything where you have to do something and you have a hat on and you're like, you need to like focus a little better. Pop that thing around the other way. Yeah. And that's why I wish we would have had more arm wrestling scenes before this, because we would have had a bunch of like, boom, like we would right. have more. We would have more into that. Um, the best line in this movie, bar none, is from Bull Hurley in one of those weird talking headshots. I drive trucks, I break arms, and arm wrestle. <laughs> it's what I love to do. It's what I do best. Being number one is everything. There's no second place. Second sucks. <laughs> yeah, see, that that guy is not a bad guy. That's a guy you want to root for. Yeah, almost everything he says is great. You got no power, Hawk. You got no power. Get in here. Come on. Grab the shoulder. got no power, Hawks. You got no power. Rubber down. I'm going to give you a world of hurt, little man. <laughs> and Hawk, he kind of like, I don't want to say cheats, but he gets out of the, the grip. I mean, I guess you're allowed. You That's like part of the game. Like he's because because uh, Bull gets so pissed at him. He's like yelling at him and then he headbutts him. Yeah, they don't. The bull. They don't explain like how it's possible that Hawk could beat Bull. Like he doesn't. He, we're we're led to believe that it's all this inspiration of like getting his son, but we don't we don't understand why Hawk is such a good arm wrestler when he's like just not like Bull's arms are as big as Stallone's torso. Dude, it's all about the over the top method, which is <laughs> hilarious because he acts like it's like this thing that no one else knows about. He's like, all you got to do is go over the top. Like he tells his son that, and they say over the top like ten times this movie. a million times. Um, almost as many times as when the announcer goes, this is a double elimination tournament at the end. He just keeps saying it, but yeah, it's like, why doesn't bull just go over the top? Like it doesn't everyone know about over the top. So I feel like they make it seem like if you have the will and desire, and then you can just go over the top, you can do it. It's, it's, it's stunning. So what is the most authentic part of this movie? What's the most realistic part of this movie for you? Well, I don't look, I don't know arm wrestling. Obviously I just like tried to, talk about a guy slipping out of his hold but i felt like the arm wrestling was authentic but because i think most of these guys were arm wrestling yeah they got real arm wrestling. i mean i always Which is say, good like, i love when they cast, do that cast yeah. athletes not actors man like they they did it i feel like you see that a lot now in sports movies like especially like football movies probably baseball movies too like the the gameplay has gotten so much better and yeah. you can tell when they have when they have like athletes playing You're like this is good this looks good yeah, it's like the number one thing I preach on this podcast. I want to know how they found all these arm wrestlers. Like that's before yeah. Google. It's like, where do you where do you even dig it? Like, do you think they were scouting truck stops? Dude, that's just like word of mouth. I feel like if you talk to if you find one or two of those guys, they'll tell you. 
so they probably just hired an an arm wrestling guy and he's like i'm gonna get 10 of my friends and there you go you know <laughs> me me and the boys are showing up in our 18 wheeler <laughs> just opens the back the back lift and out out come a bunch of 300 pound arm wrestlers <laughs> oh what, the, uh, i forgot to say from the from the truck stop scene the best part of that scene is when stallone fucking rips his head, uh, hat around for the first time he like goes and he turns his hat it's like a gift you can find it it's it's you've seen it a million times but it's like that's the first time we see him arm wrestle and that's when you really get like that shot of like he's flipping the switch he has a thing we see him go over the top so he kind of sets it sets it up but then it just kind of goes away for an hour yeah the, the huge bummer so the the least authentic one of this gotta be like stallone beaten bull there's just no yeah, I way. just don't see how he could beat anybody because all their arms are all huge. Like the guy he beats, oh, that, I love that guy. Uh, Smasher, I think was his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he the was like guy. the the first guy. Yeah, he was. Uh, I don't know, electric. I thought he was great on screen, <laughs> and I was like, he no way he's gonna beat this guy. And um, I mean, obviously, guys, I'm sure, I'm sure it's not always just the strongest guy. Um, you know, like not always, it's not always the fattest guy who wins the hot dog eating competition, you know, that's sure. That's true. We've been watching you know, Joey Chestnut dominate. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe there's something like that in arm wrestling, but you'd think, uh, they could have mixed in a, a guy who was around hit the same size. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the, well, that's, that'd be that that's the, the argument against casting Don Johnson too, is like, oh, yeah. those guys are even way bigger than Don Johnson. Like the thing that that I guess helps us believe it a little more is we've been watching Stallone win fights. He's been outmatched in for 10 years now coming into this movie. Something about boxing is different though. In the, in the sense of like, if you catch a guy, you feel like you can, I feel like as we've all seen, whether it's a real boxing match or like a fight or something where like the smaller guy wins, Mm -hmm. but arm wrestling just seems to be such like a, bigger guy's going to win like you're stronger maybe it's just because we haven't seen that many arm wrestling matches maybe there are things where smaller guys win but i feel like boxing and fighting you have that visceral like well if he just lands one you know david and goliath david and goliath if they arm wrestled i mean david you're out yeah gone. goliath fucking ya. smashing your ass yeah see you buddy bye-bye um, so what what worked about this one that we haven't touched on yet i mean the name lincoln hawk for Lincoln Hawk's the best name. Great name. Um, what's uh the grandfather's name? Uh, uh Cutler. Cutler is a great name. Cutler's a great name. Although his name is Jason Cutler, which yeah, doesn't work as well. If you're, you're just calling him Cutler, it works really well. Cutler, yeah, because it's kind of vague. You're like, is Cutler his first name, his last name? Is it a nickname? <laughs> Does he cut people? Because what is Cutler's what's his job? He, he seems like he's well, so. State- He's got the truck. It says Cutler Trucking. So is he a trucking magnet? Because that'd be a real dick thing if he was like a trucking kingpin and he doesn't let Lincoln. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe when they he first got married to his daughter, he lets Lincoln drive a couple of, you know, eight to ten hour drives. And Lincoln's just, you know, driving off the road, trying to arm wrestle people. And he's like, <laughs> I can't count on you. You're not yeah, good you, for my daughter. You're not. You good were supposed me. to have. You were supposed to have this delivery in fucking Silver City three days ago, <laughs> and I heard you're in a truck stop. Yeah. In goddamn Tempe. Like, yeah, what are like, you doing? He's like, I'm, I'm two and zero. Oh. He's like, you're fucking out of the family. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. So that would be. That would be. I could understand if he ran the trucking company and he doesn't let, you know, Lincoln Hawk in on it. I could see there being some bad blood, but. Yeah. Yeah. So the kid who plays Mike. David Mendenhall. When I say kid, David Mendenhall, I looks is over 50 now, which uh, if you want to feel old, there you go. Yeah. So I what think for what he is given to work with, I mean, he doesn't really, he doesn't really act much after this, but for what he's given to work with, he's like, he's not terrible. Like this script is ass. And they gave this kid a Razzie at 12 years old. Oh, that's so mean. I'm I actually feel so like anti giving child actors Razzies. I hate actually when I like hate making fun of child actors, um but i didn't think it was bad at all like he no. was you know he plays him with like kind of like a wide like yeah he's like a snob or whatever but he definitely plays him with like a wide-eyed innocence where he's like you know he's soft he's he's he hasn't been out in the world and he's like and i feel like he plays that pretty well like he's vulnerable but something about the whole movie where you're like ah fuck this kid i don't know what it is 
So I think he does a good job in that you you're kind of supposed to be like that. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're supposed like, to be like this kid fine. needs this kid needs Lincoln Hawk. Yeah, like, look at how much of a fucking you know little baby boy he is. <laughs> he needs some needs some arm wrestling toughening up. But uh, I thought he was fine. I did, yeah. he didn't stand out for me. Sometimes like a, a kid actor is like the worst part. Oh, kid act! I fucking fascinated when kid actors. I'm like, how do you remember your lines? Like I don't even understand what's happening. The, yeah, that's a it's such a hard like I can't like if I was 12 years old, there's no fucking way. Like just just no chance at all. Um, the soundtrack in this movie is is amazing. It's probably the best part of this. They, and it's like it's Loggins, Sammy Hagar, Eddie Money. Like this is I'm on a boat. I'm Frank Stallone's in it too. Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this uh, this soundtrack is great, and I think it really carries it. Like, yeah, Kenny Loggins obviously three times. Uh, Sammy Hagar, like you said. I sorry, I was just looking at the songs. I think that some of these songs are like it has that cheesy '80s. You know, that montage is cheesy, but it's also like this this works to get you to the next scene. Um, I think the music's really good. I think the music at the end is good too. Uh, during yeah. the arm wrestling things. I don't think that's Kenny Loggins, but it might be. I don't know. Yeah. I have one thing about this movie that worked that this is the only thing I wrote in all caps in the end in all my notes. But this is the one like this is the it's incredible. <laughs> Stallone showing up to the funeral black denim shirt yes yes with a tie <laughs> jeans a tie no belt drops his son he pops in his son is crying he leaves flowers and then As the service is like going on yeah. and then fucking jets it's so funny <laughs> i noticed that i'm like oh yeah when the, you know i liked when um i liked how the turn the, the arm wrestling tournament it felt like a big deal, like in Vegas, but there was it wasn't like on TV, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Like I feel no. like a lot of times in these movies, they'll be like, "Oh, and so and so from ESPN." It's like, no, this shit ain't on ESPN. It it's feels underground. Yeah, that's what it was. Good. I liked that. Um, it was. It's a, got it was that a funny, Kumite feel. Exactly. There's a funny scene where like the extras, the people in the background, are like during that whole time. Anytime you see them, they're all going like, "Yeah," and they're like mimicking arm wrestling. It's like, all right, it felt like NBA 2K or some shit, like where the fans are just all doing the same thing. <laughs> I like that. That was. I, I would still. I God, I would love. I would love to go to that. What else? Uh, what else? Is there anything else that worked in this one that we haven't talked about? Um, I wrote Stallone is so greased up during the matches. What oh, yeah. he is when he's uh, going against Bull. If you look at Bull's, just like looking normal as hell and stallone yeah. looks like yeah he has like crisco on his arms like he just <laughs> bull, looks, bull could use a little lotion yeah he yeah it's like let's meet in the middle as kenny Loggins would say oh the world <laughs> that's another uh, another quote the world doesn't meet you halfway right Stallone said that yeah when you want that's, something you gotta take it that's the wisdom yeah like i'm taking you from your grandfather you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man God. Wait, I wrote one more thing that I, I thought works great. Um, yeah, he is the bad guy. Uh, the mom dying. That's like a nitpicky one where the mom's dying. She just didn't feel like she was dying. She was like, I'm dying. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. No Oscars for mom. No Oscars for mom. See, I can make fun of the mom. because She's an adult. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not taking shots at the kid, but the mom is fair game. Yeah. Um, what, what was the question? What else worked? I mean... I mean, it kind of just ends abruptly, which is hilarious. I feel like that's the only. I feel like that's the only way this can end. He I mean, for unintentional up. comedy purposes, pretty much everything worked. I mean, if if you're looking at it from an unintentional comedy standpoint, like this movie doesn't miss a beat. Yeah, I wish they would either make it like well, I don't know how how long is this movie an hour and a half. I feel like they should either made it like forty five minutes, or <laughs> I know they don't make movies forty five minutes or like two and a half hours. Like I want to see <laughs> just all like this an shit. epic. I would have kept watching this if they if they kept it going, um, but maybe they'll have a sequel. I don't know. Lawrence of Arabia, but Lincoln Hawk. <laughs> um, so what didn't work about this? I have a I have a question. I want to throw this to you. Stallone shows up at the military school to get him, and everyone's like, "Who is who the fuck who is this guy?" And it's yeah. like he's he's wearing like a button down with a tie and some overalls. Like what? he definitely doesn't look that out of place as they're trying to make him. Yeah, it's not like they're he's like, a hobo. Huh, huh? Right. They should have actually had him get out in like a tank top, like smoking a butt 
being like, well, where's Michael at? Like, you know, like they should have like really roughed him up a little. I feel like, like yeah. he looked like he had his shit together. Yeah, no, I feel I'm, I'm kind of surprised that Lincoln Hawk doesn't smoke. I know it's like 87. He's driving that truck. He's got to stay awake. Like, I, I feel like he's a Marlboro Reds guy. I've, I feel like Lincoln Hawk is a pack and a half a day. Oh, he's gotta be. He's gotta be. Absolutely so wait, when he be. goes to get his kid, does the, the wife obviously knows about it, but she doesn't tell that like, cause the grandfather sends a limo. Yeah. So she doesn't tell the grandfather. Cause I think, I think if she had told the grandfather, he would have like, he would have tried to put a stop to it. Like he would have right. done something, but like, he's also like, she doesn't warn the kid at all. And like, hey, here's your dad that you've never met who's going to show up and take you home. Like, at least you're not going to prep he, him. Yeah. Did he never meet him? He's like, who? Like, did he really not know who he was? I thought he was being a dick at first. Yeah, I thought. See, I thought he was being a dick at first, too. And then it's like, nope, he actually legitimately doesn't know that guy. But he's yeah. also he's not nearly as bewildered by his absent father showing up as he probably should be. He, there's he's no like, sense of like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, I've never seen you before. It's just like fine sir sir yeah i'll go with you sir and then he like makes fun of him right away he's like you ever read a book you fucking idiot you know so <laughs> well let's talk about that uh i don't have my my cdl like my commercial driver's license or whatever like i i can't drive an 18 wheeler but i feel like i feel like i am a good judge of of just ethics and like common sense in certain things like putting a 12 year old behind the wheel of an 18 wheeler, <laughs> the most dangerous vehicle on our roads is, and he's like, he's trying to prove he's not dumb by letting a 12 year old drive an 18 wheeler. Well, he's like, he's like, you need big brains because he's like, uh, books ain't the only thing, kid. I can drive this. Oh, dot, dot, dot. Do you want to try? You know, <laughs> he's like, and now, yeah. now you can drive this. You can, the, the only thing I can do that you can't do now you can do that. And now you, you can drive yourself to LAX apparently. Right. That's, that's a little foreshadowing right there. If you can drive that 18 wheeler, you can drive a fucking, ford bronco or wherever he drives at the end that would have been sick if it was if it was like the actual oj ford bronco <laughs> seven years before oj well foreshadowing there yeah <laughs> yeah uh, i think uh i love the the part where he um the scene where he beats the dude john grizzly is that a real name where it's like uh <laughs> they hit it with like that he goes like uh, uh, it's like three in a row and he puts him down and it's i don't know how i like to describe the like uh it's almost like Stallone like goes like that like he tries two times and then puts him down I just I like kind of fist pumped there like there's a couple parts where I was like nice yeah good good this movie should have either been a hardcore arm wrestling movie or a hardcore father-son movie and it meets right. in the middle but you can't meet the middle needed to be one or the other yeah yeah I I and at the end there's no like it's not that there's no stakes I mean you see that he bet on himself but there's no like there's no drama when he's facing Bolt, and they're they're like going back and forth for a good thirty seconds, no, and yeah. it's not like it's like okay, he's probably gonna win, but I don't know. There wasn't like I feel like for that to work, you gotta hate Bull. You gotta be like fucked. Like Bull, it should be like if Bull wins, Bull takes the kid. Like <laughs> that, you know what I mean? Like there's gotta be something. There's gotta be bigger stakes. So it's like if Lincoln Hawk loses, oh, the kid goes back to Cutler. That's probably good. Yeah, like probably, he'll yeah. he'll get a good education now. Yeah, yeah. As a as a society, we probably should have been rooting for Lincoln Hawk to lose. <laughs> I'm gonna skip the Freddie, the Kevin Costner, Freddie Prince Jr. awards because like they got a bunch of real arm wrestlers, and then Stallone, you know, looks looks the part. The Lenny Harris Pinch Hitter Award for Best Supporting Character. I would say everyone besides Stallone and and Mike would be eligible for this. I was gonna say because who's a supporting character? Everybody is. Yeah, pretty much. And for me, it's like it's either Loja or Bull. They're a fucking, they're both fucking amazing. Yeah, Bull's Bull's great. I think Robert Loja is like more memorable though in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um he just has like a bigger presence. Like I don't know. If you were like describing this movie, I would always bring up Robert Loja. I'd be like, and the grandfather's great. He's such a dick, you know um so i feel like i would give it to him but bull's a good pick too any honestly any of the arm wrestlers are, are good maybe the kid in the, maybe the kid in the coffee shop or pizza shop it's so interesting about robert loja is that like he's an oscar-winning actor he probably he was probably fairly wealthy but like that dude would take any fucking paycheck like right. he will take the shit out of a paycheck he did 
like he did necessary roughness, which was horrible. Um, like he, he has done some really bad movies, but he's also won an Oscar and like Ben, he did Scarface and he's like Ben and he did big. Like, I think he did right. big, yeah, the big year after this. I feel like people always wonder like, why, like, why is Robert Loja, you know, like they said, I think about De Niro too. He does like weird ass movies. I think it's just so hard to like become an actor. And if you struggle for like 10 years or whatever, and then when people want you to work, I feel like it's like, yeah, let's just do it. Why would I yeah. not say no to anything? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably I mean, fun too. Yeah. I mean, it's probably why like literally anyone asked me to be in a podcast. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll talk. I'll talk on your, on your it's podcast. Like, why not? Cause people are like, Oh, I don't, why is De Niro doing this stupid grandpa movie? It's like, I don't know. The guy's like 70 probably just wants to do something. Probably just wants to work just like his yeah. character in the intern, which is actually yeah. a lovely movie. Um, the big chill. Do you, I would say the, the only time you can get it is either when he turns his hat around for the first time or the last arm wrestling scene. But this, I, I don't think I'm invested enough to get the chills in this one. I it didn't get like the real, the real chills, but I, a little bit of like, Oh, like start, you start to get that nostalgia. Like, Ooh, what's this happening in my body? is honestly when Kenny Loggins starts playing when him and his son like do that first montage together. I mean, it goes away quickly, but when that started, I was like, oh yeah, nice. I think that's more about me though. You know, you're just relating it to yourself. Yeah. You're like, ooh, Loggins back in the old days, even though I didn't listen to Kenny Loggins back in the old days. But <laughs> it's um, funny. Yeah. I didn't listen to Kenny Loggins until like I reached like my late twenties. Then I'm like, yeah. man, Kenny Loggins kind of fucking rocks. Yeah. Yeah um so i feel like that's the closest one for me like the end there wasn't like a triumph for me it wasn't like uh when he you know to go to rocky four he when he cuts the russian like whoa yeah like mm -hmm. there was no like friday night lights moment it just was like pretty bland but yeah that middle part where he, where kenny loggins is playing and him and his son are bonding for like six seconds that almost got me and then when he flips his hat i feel like that's a different moment that's just like that's like where you grab the person next to you. Like, oh, look at this shit. Like, it's more <laughs> like, this is, this is fun. Like, and that's what it should have been. It should have been a little more fun. Yeah. Yeah. It should. It just, the movie took itself so seriously, which yeah, is unfortunate. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Let's combine the last two categories, the how to improve it and the before more restore. Cause I feel yeah. like a, I feel like a remake of this one. I don't, I don't think they'll do it. I don't think this movie is successful enough. It's not one of those like eighties movies where it's like, Hey, we got some IP. Let's roll this out. We'll make some money. It's not like red Dawn, but right. I feel like for improving it, it's like, where the fuck do we start? But like, you could make, you could basically, if you do exactly what we were talking about, like make it like, yeah. let's do a bunch of arm wrestling and he's bonding with the sun at the same time. Yeah, that's a great. I feel like if you do a, if you did a sequel, like a remake, obviously, but I feel like if you do a, if you try to do like an over the top two or something, like let's say the years were closer because Stallone's too old, right? I, I mean, maybe not. Maybe there's the, all those movies. Um, but it's like when you do a sequel, you either go like you make the stakes higher, right? Like Mighty Ducks 2, they're in the Olympics, mm -hmm. or you like make the stakes lower, like same thing, Mighty Ducks 3, they're like in prep school. So it's like, I feel like this movie, you got to go back and make the stakes lower. Like you have to go, you, you make it. So it's like you said, like on the road, you make it where it's like, uh, like all these little tournaments across the country. And there's something at the end. I don't know what that is, but you know, you find out and maybe he doesn't even win, but the whole point is, yeah, to bond him and his son. Or you go the opposite way and they've added arm wrestling to the Olympics. Him and Mike have drifted off. Like they they've, they've gone their separate, like him and Mike aren't close anymore. They've had a falling out because uh, you know, Lincoln abandoned him for the first 12 years <laughs> of his life. And somehow that didn't work out. And so he's like, I got to win the first gold medal in South Korea to, to win Mike's affection back, like to show him that I love him. And it's him prepping for the Olympics. That's pretty good. Or it could be the Olympic. He could be the coach of the Olympics oh. if he's too old. Stallone is a, Stallone is an Olympic arm wrestling coach. It'd be like his character from Creed, but as Based, an Olympic yeah. arm wrestling coach. They're like, I don't need a coach. Like, I know how. And then he loses one match, and then they're like, We got to get a guy. <laughs> he has, and he's like, I know a secret method, but you can't just, you know, you have to. It's in your heart. It's more like Miyagi. You know, you gotta gotta figure it out from here. <laughs> yeah, the Olympics would be nice. That would be good. Arm wrestling. In the, I feel like arm wrestling should be in the Olympics. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that would kind of make some <laughs> sense. Like, yeah. Oh, let's, 
Let's make sure we're not impugning Olympic arm wrestlers. I don't think it's. In the I Olympics. feel like I would have seen that. Is arm wrestling in the Olympics? I think uh, they used to show arm wrestling more on TV, and I, I think they should get back to it because I do like watching it. Uh, no, just fitness and bodybuilding, jujitsu. Oh wait, oh wait, nope, nope, not in the not in the Olympics. Has never been involved in the Olympics. Well, maybe this is the time. Maybe it's you know you should look up. I think I think I'm going to start looking up. I'm sure they have local arm wrestling events. I I might I'm going to ask my friend. I'm going to go to one. I I wouldn't mind going to one. That's that's crazy. That seems like a that seems like a great time. I would be I'd be all in on that. Especially if it's like a restaurant, you go have a nice little meal, have a couple beers. You know, walk into the back room and see guys flipping their hat, flipping their switch. And I mean, like, I mean, you live in Boston. So a Boston, a Boston, a Boston arm wrestling backroom, back room. I mean, it, it's literally like all the extras from the town just, just, just so everyone breaking just elbows. Oh god, it would be great. I actually, maybe there's something there, you know. You need to make. Oh that yeah, happen. that's the other thing. I feel like I heard a story, or maybe I watched a video of like someone getting their arm broken once, and now I'm always like, I hope no one's arm breaks. Yeah. I feel like I, I'm like that with like anytime I see someone like a weightlifting video. When I was younger, I saw someone like their leg give out during squats. And now if I ever see anybody squatting, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Yeah. And they're like, dude, they're just squat. Like, I don't know. I don't care. I don't want. Yeah. I bet there have been some gnarly arm wrestling injuries. But Mike, this was an absolute pleasure. This movie is is just is just something else. I'm very glad that you've returned to the podcast. We need to we need to get together sooner for the next one. Tell the folks again where they can follow you, where they can check out 60 Second Classics. Uh, Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at mcameralingo. Uh, on Instagram at 60 second classics and, uh, or you can go to 60 second classics.com. Thanks for having me. Um, this movie is uh, probably not pretty good. It, it's not very good, but I did like it. So I feel like a lot of the movies I make videos of, like, are they good? I don't know, but I like it. And I don't know how to describe that feeling. Like I have is, spent you know my I mean? time on a, many worse movies when I've done this it, podcast. Like it's not a bad uh, movie that aren't enjoyable. And then a bad movie that is. And I feel like this is a bad movie that is rookie of the year is a bad movie. that's not enjoyable. Yeah. That, that was a slog to watch. Like I would yeah. watch this again, hands down, yeah, yeah. like un- yeah. again, uh, unintentional comedy hall of fame. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Well, thank Love you for it. giving me a, uh, a, a chance or a reason to rewatch it absolutely man and if you enjoyed this episode of big screen sports please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast rate and leave a review if you're on apple podcast uh we will be back next monday with our october patrons choice episode so tune in for that if you want to support the show you can go to patreon.com slash big screen sports thanks for listening whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.